The rest of my diatribe is fuzzy, as if my brain has tried to forget my exact words in a bid for self-preservation. But I remember enough to know it wasn't pretty. I crawl into the shower, get dressed, and eventually make it downstairs. It's gone 9 a.m. and the house is empty. There's a little note on the kitchen island, his scrappy handwriting a sign of just how quickly he rattled off the words. Helena. No pleasantries, then. We cannot go on like this. I feel like I don't know you anymore. And the drinking is becoming an issue. Your head is probably killing you after drinking all the Glengoyne. Have some ibuprofen and take it easy. I'll be home this evening and then we will talk. I do love you. There's a packet of ibuprofen next to the letter and I wash a couple down with tap water and then read the note again. I do love you. Some of the fuzziness from last night coagulates into a more concrete image. I'm at the top of the stairs, tears streaking my face, looking down at him by the front door. You don't love me. The memory of my high-pitched shriek makes me wince. I need to get out of the house. Perhaps a walk will clear my head. I need to think about what I want to do next. Or at least try to figure out what the options might look like. I don't head anywhere specific, just aimlessly wander around. Everything reminds me of him. The bench where we sat and waited for the locksmith, the time I managed to lock the keys inside the house. The oak with the dilapidated remains of his childhood treehouse that formed a surprisingly romantic backdrop to his proposal. The bakery in the village where he buys us fresh croissants and pan au chocolat on Saturday mornings.